My friend's laughing all the way to the bank. All these entrepreneurs running like a chicken with their head cut off. Work, 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 work. Work is 20% of the formula, by the way. If you want to know the scientific answer to is hard work needed, it's called industriousness by psychologists. It's 20% of the formula. What's up, Ty? Mr. Mark Cuban. Kobe. Who's the biggest mentor for you? Michael Jordan, Magic yeah. Johnson. T.O. Man, Ty. We gotta do that Kevin Hart giveaway. We're doing a Kevin Hart giveaway. I told him that he needs to give away a house. The fifth secret to being better at sales, both yourself and a team, is use the right tools and technology. So can you walk us through, do you guys, use, do you recommend using an auto dialer? Do you recommend using Salesforce? How do you capture phone number? Do you recommend every step of your website ask for phone number versus just email? Let's talk about advanced sales tools. Sure. Well, one I want to start with is one I bet nobody watching has heard of. And it goes back to your point and Erica's point earlier about letting the client talk. So we're using a technology called Chorus.ai. And it's basically artificial intelligence that analyzes the calls our guys make. And you can actually jump to the conversation by keyword. And, and so if we wanted to listen to our rep explain commission, explain competition, explain how the company got started, we can go right to that little call clip. But what we learned was that our top guys, the guys making a couple hundred grand, they were talking less than 30% of the call. And the, and the new guys they were actually talking less than 10%, like they were talking like 90% of the call. So when you can go to a new rep and say, listen, Jeremy, if you want to make money like Darren and Neil, you've actually got to let the person freaking speak right now. They're only talking for 9% of the time because sometimes a new rep, their defense mechanism is to talk more and not ask more questions. But when you can show a rep through data, the, the guys killing it are killing it. So everybody write that down that's listening. The best salespeople in Chris's experience using software uh, to track what, how much people talk only talk 30% of the phone call. Bad salesmen talk 90%. No, no, Ty, let me New get this right for you. Sorry. The, the lead, the lead is talking 30% of the time when it's a good rep and the guy's talking 70 the bad reps are under 10% for the lead. The lead's not saying anything. Uh, They're uh, talking uh. 90%. So gotcha. you're in charge. It's your pitch. It's your call. You should talk more. But it shouldn't be 90%. That's not called a monologue. That's like a monologue, not a duologue, right? Yeah. So let me clarify that. Thank you. The customer is only speaking 10% of the time when they're talking to a bad salesperson. You need to triple that. You need the, the customer to talk 30% of the time minimum. So if you get a salesperson that's dominating the phone, they're doing something wrong. They need, the people need to talk. Speaking of that, I've been dominating this. Erica, do you do mostly phone sales? You do mostly in person. Yes, I'm not big on phone sales. I'm going to be that girl. That, I do door knock. I do um, coffee meetings. I do. I rather do face to face. I'm very fearful of the phone. So, I guess Chris, what's the recommendation that you would have for agents out there that are scared of the phone and are much better behind of a screen and more face to face? Because that's generally where I get most of my business in just networking, face to face, and door knocking. But the phone's so efficient. Right. So let's you talk about the technology. More. What should you, should she have an auto dollar? Should she buy lists? What should she do? 
Yeah, well, we we have found a way to turn, you know, her listings into tons of leads on Facebook. I mean, at a minimum, we do recommend trying to generate name, phone number, email when you advertise your own listing. But it really is like, what is your passion? You just said your passion is people, but you have to remember the Internet is people, too. You're you just aren't passionate about being on Facebook. You'd rather actually talk to someone. You'd rather be face to face. But we're living in a world where the face-to-face -face interactions will happen less if you or somebody at your team is not great on the phone. So in Erica's situation, she should bring on a buyer's agent. That buyer's agent should work all the leads, and she shouldn't focus on lead generation. She should focus on appointment generation. Erica, I'll give you a, a just, I, I've never met you, and I don't know what your answer will be, but would you rather have 400 leads a month or four appointments a month? Four guaranteed? appointments. You'd rather have four appointments and 400 leads? Because I know I'd close on those four leads. It's four appointments. Appointments are guaranteed money. I wouldn't want to be See, on the that's phone. The thing, calling she's them. confident in her skills. She's just not confident in her funnel. Yeah, but so if I had 400 have four leads, I would have 40 lead generation. We call it appointment generation. So, you know, you can have people to do the marketing, call the leads, and it's just something on your calendar. I would hire someone to call those leads for me, but I would generally be stronger in my skill set in four appointments because I know I could close them. Yeah, but let, let me give you a cool sales tip for belly to belly because I know you're going in people's beautiful homes and you're doing a showing. There's a technique I use in, in phone sales that applies to both called gaining control. And the idea is that I want to dominate the conversation from, a, from sort of a, you know, who's the alpha? Who's in charge? Somebody's got to take the lead on a call. And so when we get on the phone with an internet lead, we'll say, hey, do me a favor, grab a pen and paper. I want you to write down a couple things about our company that we don't publish on the internet. Let me know when you're ready. And by telling them to do that over the phone and we can kind of hear the paper rustling, we know we got a legit lead and we started the conversation in charge. One tip you can use, Erica, in person, you go to a listing appointment. I don't care how nice the house is. I don't care if it's Ty's house. You get to Ty's house for a listing appointment, say, hey, Ty, thank you so much for having me. I wanted to apologize. I actually drove from across town. Could you grab me a glass of water before we get started? Right. Kind of impose your will on them a little bit. It's called pattern interrupt. But before we get into this, let me just do something that lets everybody know who's, who's going to be in charge here. But it's not sleazy. Like, you're thirsty. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's a tactic, but it's not. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a better way to have a conversation. But, yeah, it's a nice little indicator that, yeah, I'm going to ask you to do some stuff today during this appointment, and you're going to do it. And it starts with that glass of water, but it ends with this listing agreement. So does that mean we're going to end this with a listing agreement? Because when I got here, I got a glass of water. I asked for one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Are you going to give me a house? You can give me a house. Absolutely. Okay. She's paying me in houses for being on, the, on this. So let me ask you something. Going back to this, because I want to go to this number six tip is an actual sample phone script. And we'll just play... We'll just maybe have you selling to Erica as just a sample so people can hear your style. But just staying on this number five, using the right technology and tools. What was the name of that software you said, that artificial intelligence? Sure. It's chorus, like a, a chorus at church, dot AI, like oh, artificial chorus, intelligence. like you're singing, dot AI. Okay. So I'm not affiliated with that company, but go check it out. Next thing, do you use an auto dialer and do you buy lists to call? Do you believe in that? We, we personally don't because we do great marketing and inbound marketing, but a lot of successful real estate agents and companies do buy lists. You know, it's a colder call. We don't believe in cold calling. We think the internet allows you to warm people up. So how do you 
get warm leads because a website is technology. So ha what tech you have a website, is it on your homepage that you have a list where you say, how, what do you say to get them to put their phone number? Because people don't like to put their phone number and email in because they think you're going to spam them. So like, how do you beat that mentality and actually get people to listen yeah. to you? I mean, well, yeah, it's basically things that have always worked in scales, uh, sales like scarcity, exclusivity. So if I were Erica and I had a listing coming on the market and I wanted to generate a lot of accurate phone numbers for it, I would actually do the ad on Facebook before it went in the MLS and before it was on Zillow. And that's exactly and what I'm And I would I'm basically doing play that up that like for the next three days, the only place you can get information about this listing is on Facebook. And here's a bunch of info and here's a bunch of pictures. But if you actually want the location and you actually want to know the price, I need you to fill out that form. So you create an information gap. You have to give a lot of information. You can talk about the amenities. You can talk about the location at a high level. You can talk about the pool. But if you want the price and location of this listing, it's almost like back when the, the realtors had the book of all the info in their drawer. You've got to put more value behind the form than, than their phone number and email. And Ty, you do a great job of this. You know, I know you're asking these questions, but you do a great job of this. Like you bring so much value for free that by the time they go to the landing page, the, the conversion rates probably off the, off the hook. You probably don't deal with a lot of inaccurate phone numbers and stuff because you have books and blogs and content. So I would say the other key to getting great at sales and the best technology is great content, whether that's podcasts, blogs, books. Like when we pick up the phone with a lead, they're at the 80 yard line. And when most people pick up a phone with a lead, they're at the eight yard line. Six, a sample phone script. Because if you're training people, you need to give them a little script. What would you say? So let's just do, um, let's do I, let's say Erica went on your website, Chris, and let's say you were selling, um, I don't know, what could we say you were selling? You were selling, let's not use a house. Um, you were selling candles. She had gone to your candle website. She had put in, like, you have a special set of candles. Let's say they... Soy they, can't they, candles. What'd you say? Soy candles. That's a special kind of okay, candle. Okay, soy candles. You specialize. Let's say she does weddings. Okay, so she, she buys like 1,000 candles at a time, and you're a candle wholesaler. You have soy candles. What do you, so she put a lead in. You, you explained it on your website, soycandles.com. She lives here in San Diego. She was like, man, I'm, I'm doing a... The Pope's no, not the Pope's wedding. Uh, let, the Pope doesn't get married. Uh, I'm doing Mark Zuckerberg's wedding. No, Mark Zuckerberg's Elon Musk. Elon Musk's wedding, and Elon Musk is like, make sure it's a very Japanese, eco-friendly wedding. So she goes to your site. She puts in her name, Erica. She says, I want 1,000 candles for Elon Musk's uh, birthday. I mean, wedding. God damn it. Uh, pardon my French. It's wedding. He it's a wedding. wedding. Thank yeah, you, he Erica. said it was a wedding. Yeah, <laughs> he needs a thousand <laughs> candles for his cake. You get on the phone with her, what do you say? Sure. Well, first of all, Erica, thank you so much for reaching out to us. We work really hard to make sure our web presence is great. And, and when somebody gives us their trust and submits their personal information, we, we, take, we don't take that for granted. And what I thought was interesting is it looks like you need a bunch of soy candles for Elon West's 
Elon Musk's wedding. And that must be so cool. Like, how did you meet Elon Musk? Like, how did you get him as a lead? Yeah, how did you? A friend of a friend. Ty Lopez introduced me to him. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, Ty Lopez, I actually follow him as well. How do you know Ty? Um, I met Ty at a charity event in Beverly Hills. She stalked me. Cool. I did not. Do you even remember, like, what the fundraiser was for? Um, the Robert Shapiro Foundation. Cool. Well, yeah, I just wanted to reach out to you. I appreciate you taking a few minutes here of your time. It looks like you're working on a big wedding. Is that right? I am, and it's a very important wedding, so I need to make sure that it's perfect. Yeah, I can imagine that there's a ton of pressure working with Elon Musk and needing so many candles. Have you ever purchased a thousand candles before? I have not. So you're going to have to guide me a little bit on the process of buying a thousand candles. I want to make sure that there's, you know, a thousand ca candles being lit, the safety behind it. Someone doesn't drop the candle and the whole place ca catches on fire. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's not about the candles. It's about making sure Elon has a great experience, right? Correct. Okay. And why do you choose soy? Like, why do you want soy candles? I'm super interested. It just burns slower and the wax burns evenly. And you get sushi automatically. Is there an, is there an aroma? I, I, I'm guessing that's something that they maybe chose because it's aroma free? Yes, correct. Okay, cool. And what is the date that we're looking at uh, getting the candles to you by? February 14th on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. She's good at making <laughs> shit up. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> this is all fake. I love it. Um, well, you know what? I'm sure there's a lot of pressure. Like one of the cool things about buying a thousand candles is that you get probably the best price per candle that you've ever gotten. But if we can find the candles for you and it does work in your budget, would you be looking to make a decision this week or next week? What's your time frame? Um, I would be looking to make a decision this week. I'm still shopping around at other merchants and just trying to collect all the information that I can before making a final decision. Cool, well, you, you definitely should shop around. I'm guessing Elon Musk's b biggest thing isn't cost since his cars aren't very cheap, but we'll make sure that we're really competitive on the pricing. Where should... Uh, <laughs> Ty, this is, feels like a real call. I feel like I'm about it does. to ask you for the <laughs> People are literally here like going like, where can I buy yeah, soy candles? Yeah, what's the location of the wedding? It's going to be on La Jolla Shores on the beach. It's going to be a okay. sunset wedding. And Somebody what, so, wrote So what I'm going to do, Eric, ass. is I'm going to go and look at our inventory, <laughs> and I'm going to make sure I can get you the best pricing possible. And then I'm going to call you back and go through a proposal that's custom for Elon's wedding. I'm also going to see what else I can throw in above and beyond the candles that you need as kind of a value add. We obviously would love to take care of you. But I wanted you to answer one question for me before I build that proposal. What is the worst experience you've ever had? Because my goal, obviously I wanna be great, but I wanna avoid the things that bother you. So tell me a little bit about a bad experience you've had buying this many candles. Um, bad experience I've had is I've done another wedding and a wedding guest had a little much to drink and dropped the candle and the entire ceremony caught on fire. <laughs> and the and so whole wedding was, they died. <laughs> a safety issue is a big <laughs> deal for me. As much as I want it to look great and I want Elon to be happy with my services, safety is going to be my number one issue. What kind of okay, protection so are can, you going to have around the candle? If I can find a candle that will go out when you drop it, you'd pay a little bit more for it? Absolutely. Okay, cool. I'm going to put this together. Can I call you back in 30 minutes to walk through you with it? Yes, please do. Perfect. Thanks for your time, Erica.
My pleasure. Boom. So you like to do that. You like to get, you like to, I noticed a few things that you did. Number one, you saw how urgent their request was. Like, are you ready to buy today, this week, this month? Because if you know you got a tire, kick, tire kicker that's like, ah, I'm just shopping around. I'm not really interested. You can prioritize them as a, I always prioritize sales leads as A, B, and C. C is like not likely to buy anytime soon. A is they're ready to buy today. B is obviously, you know, they're going to buy in a month. So one of the things I noticed you did that. The other thing that I thought was interesting, do you like to do I'm hanging up and getting back on the phone with you in 30 minutes? Why do you like that? I'll tell you why I like that, Ty, because it allows me to laser focus on her and not me. I'm not thinking about my pitch. And there's so few people that are good at a one-call close. I mean, the dirty little sale is that the one-call close doesn't happen that often anyway. So we use a 20-20-20 technique. We spend 20 minutes qualifying, digging deep, building rapport. We spend 20 minutes building a script that will go back and customize the proposal. And that way, when I start at the end, when I would get her back on the phone, we would have gotten through a lot of these things. What I would do is I would get her back on and I would do the five yes technique. And I'll say, okay, Erica, thank you so much. I looked at my inventory. I've got the pricing ready for you. I just want to make sure that I heard everything right earlier. You need a thousand soy candles, right? Correct. And you are getting these for Elon Musk's wedding, right? Correct. And your biggest fear is that you don't want it to blow the place up, right? Correct. And your time frame's two weeks. Okay, cool. Here's what I can do for you. So I'm digging deep with her up front so I can use it against her later. And now she's saying, now I'm going to get her to say, like, she's not saying no to me. She's saying, like, yes to I don't want to fire. Yes. Right. Yes. Good. Okay. So let's we believe some- that breaking it down on purpose makes sense in a lot of situations. And you tailored it towards me. I think it was a customized call. It didn't seem like a scripted call, which I, I think was important to notate. Enthusiasm, going out, getting people. Yeah, because you know, one thing I've learned, I, I'm a pretty logical person, or at least I've always thought I uh, am, you know, I've always thought of myself as logical, but the older I get, the more experience I get, I realize here's really, and this is my manifesto, not just for sales, but for understanding people. Humans are not logical. I don't care if you're, if you look at Stephen Hawking's life, the man's done illogical things, okay? He left his wife and, they, you know, he, that's an emotional thing. He left his wife for his nurse or something like that. It's not a highly logical thing. It's he followed his heart. I'm in love with this new woman. So even the greatest, most genius people I've met are, are, aren't that logical. So my manifesto would say people buy vibes. They buy vibes. They go off vibes. Guys who are good with women walking up to them at a coffee shop, it's not what they say. It's not a pickup line. Women aren't logical. Men aren't logical either, by the way. So you don't just go up to a woman and be like, you know why you should date me? I am six foot two, blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh, I've got a great resume. I make 150 grand a year, whatever a guy. Guys say stupid stuff like that. What gets a girl is she vibes with you. Your vibe, she's like, ah, that's my type. That's, that's what they call chemistry. And when it comes to sales, it's the exact same thing. You're not gonna close every sale. You're going to get on the phone with some people. They're not going to like your vibe. Get off the phone and move on. There's another, you know, like they say about fish in the sea. Same with sales. There's a lot of fish out there. There's trillion, There's about $100 trillion floating around this planet. Trillion. A lot of that's going through salespeople. You miss $1 trillion, 
there's still 50 to 100 other trillion dollars. That's a thousand billion or a million million floating around this thing. So watch your vibe. This lines up with what you say. If you if, just listen, if I, this is how you sound to most people. I've learned this because I do YouTube videos where I talk a lot. This is how people perceive it. So it's more like this. Oh, people like that vibe. That's enthusiastic vibe. Forget what you're saying. I could literally make a YouTube video and be like, dude, I have found the greatest opportunity. I've made money online. I'm going to show you guys how to make money online. Soy Candles is badass. Join my new program. And I promise you, people would be signing up for it, even though it makes no logical sense. They're, I don't even know if soy... Did you make up soy candles? I totally made that yeah, up. Yeah, it doesn't even exist. But if people like my vibe, they go, I'm buying. Now, I could have the most logical thing that's going to make you money. If, if I just talk like, you know what would be great? One of the ways that you make money is you invest real estate. Real estate, you know, invest in real estate. It's made more millionaires than anybody in America. <sighs> real estate, real estate. It's like that vibe, people are just gone. They're like, this dude, even if they believe that real estate sells, they're not going to, I mean, real estate makes millionaires. They ain't buying it from you. That's why it's a vibe game. Sales is a vibe game, man. Well, I asked my top sales guy one time. I said, what's your favorite thing you ever sold? He said, me, it's the only thing I ever sold. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you want to raise investment. You want to date a girl. You want to get more people buying your product. Do they buy into you at a personal level, man? Personal level. You know why Erica's sitting right next to me right now? Why Chris is sitting next to me? Is, or virtually, is because when we reached out to him, and I didn't even do it, uh, my staff reached out to Chris, we, they did it in such a way that he bought in. He's like, yeah, I'll go sit and talk to Ty for an hour and eight minutes we've been going. Erica, we were, she was here, we were just talking upstairs. I'm like, you want to be on my podcast? And the vibe of how I said it, because I didn't even tell you what it was. No, I had no idea. She was very nervous, but the way I gave the vibe, like for example, I, you could say to a girl like, Oh man, I gotta go do my podcast. You wanna be on that? I and she's gonna be no like, way. hell no, this sounds like <laughs> I'm setting myself up for disaster. I'd be like, but if I'm just like, oh dude, this is what I said. I was like, oh, I gotta go do my podcast. You wanna be on it? Like there's no logic, no explanation, no name, no what we're doing. But the way that I talked about it, the way that I talked about it, she goes, Yeah, I'm in. And so that that works. And I promise you, let me just end with this little bonus point. And then I, I want to give away this iPhone 7. Not everyone can vibe with you. And that's a key thing because sometimes what people think is, oh, what you mean, Ty, is that if I do it right, all people will buy from me. All people will take my pitch. All girls will be in love with me. I don't care what any pickup artist says, what any book says, what any sales book. There's zero people with 100% close rate. I have a friend. He's actually a Leo like you, Chris. And I call him the best pickup artist dude in the world. Trust me. This guy, I've never, I've been out with dudes that do well with women. This guy is gladiator like Don Pablo, Pablo Escobar of picking up women, okay? And I asked him once. His name is... Well, I won't say his name. He he got married and didn't want me to say his name. I don't he didn't want his wife to know. But he basically said to me, 
oh yeah, Ty, I get 50% of girls' phone number that I ask. And, and I was like, wait a sec, the best dude in the world. Like, trust me, guys, I've been around, I used to own nightclubs, I've seen it all. This guy will destroy you. Don't leave him around your girlfriend. He, he's, he's like a supermodel with super charisma, with, and he's not creepy, and he's just, he kills it. And he, even he is only 50%. One time I was out with him, I saw a girl punch him in the face. So I don't care who you are out there selling, nobody closes all deals. So you have to have two things, and I'm going to add this, I said, as the bonus point. Thick skin. If you are weak-willed, if you get butt hurt, if you take everything personally, you're done. I don't care. You could have listened to all Chris's seven points, all the powerful things in this episode. You ain't going to do jack shit because all of it gets people self-destruct. They try all the techniques Chris talking about. They talk what I've talked about, and then one person's like, nah. I don't like you. Bye. And they're just desperate. You find them on the floor of the office. They're like meditating. You're like, what are you doing? They're like, somebody said no. I'm like, welcome to planet Earth, man. Welcome to planet Earth. You're underestimating the power of polling. Polling. Bill Clinton became president, one of the youngest presidents in history, beating George H. Bush because he, before he went to every speech, he would poll the audience and find out what they wanted to talk to. So if you're not polling your audience at least once a month, and there's simple online tools you can send, and even if you only have 100 customers, send them something once a month. I do it on Twitter almost every day. So I'm going to do a poll right now about what I should speak on, because I have three different talks, okay? And one of the things I learned when I first started in business, sell to the willing. If you are selling things to people who aren't ready to buy, there's a, uh, Will Durant said, woe to the man who teaches faster than somebody's ready to learn. Have you ever met somebody, you're trying to teach them something, they're stubborn and they're not ready to learn? No matter how good of a teacher you are, they're not ready. Some of you are trying to sell products too early. There's no market yet for them. You forgot to pull the audience. You must master reading people. Beyond anything you can learn from me today, read people. Uh, this is something that I try to be on the cutting edge of the entire planet Earth right now. Um, I'm working with the number one psychologists the guys who wrote the textbooks for Harvard, using the most cutting edge techniques on reading people. Here's why. Some of you are gonna figure out how to make eight figures in the next year, and somebody you currently trust is going to steal it from you. You think I'm joking? <laughs> somebody, some of you don't know how to read people. Your business partner is going to, I was with a celebrity, very famous comedian, one of the top comedians of the last five years. He made $12 million, his first $12 million. His brother was managing his money, and his brother is now wanted as a fugitive because I think he's in the Philippines running from the FBI because his brother just took $12 bucks. He didn't know how to read people. Also, on the way to scaling up, I basically know of nobody who effectively scales to eight figures as a solopreneur. Who here is a solopreneur? Okay. By next year, if you're coming to thrive here, if I'm talking again, 
don't be a solopreneur. The myth, there's a great book uh, called, what is it called? It's by Michael Eisner. Just Google, I think it's called Working Together. Practical tip, read this book. It's the story of how almost every big entrepreneur has a partner, a business partner, to scale to eight figures alone or with a substandard business partner is almost impossible. How do you read people? I've talked about this a lot recently. You gotta understand the dark triad. Number one, two, three. Narcissism, Machiavellianism, and what we is commonly called being psychotic or psychosis. The most common you're gonna run into an entrepreneur is num they're in order. Number one will be a real problem. Narcissism, the technical definition of it, not doing the mythological narcissist and all that. Narcissism is the inability to see things from other people's point of view. Who here has ever been in a relationship, romantically, friends-wise, business-wise, where you're like, hey, what about my side of the story? And they just, it's all about that. One of the things psychologists find is narcissists can be good people. They actually, at the, if you put a brain scanner on their, on their head, fMRI machine, right? These functional machines that scan the brain, they think differently at a physical level. So when, and narcissism, by the way, is about at least 50% genetic. So that means anything that's genetic and heritable means it's hard to fix. So some of you have to learn the fine art of phasing people out. Literally, write that word down. You're 50% more likely to remember things and put them in action if you write it. Phasing people out. Be and the start with family. There's always one narcissist in the family. Just see them at Thanksgiving. That's enough. They don't need, there's no, blood's thicker than water, but it ain't thicker than common sense. You know? A narcissist will inevitably accidentally take from you. Okay? The second one is slightly more deadly. Machiavellianism is named after, you know, the Italian Machiavelli. Is it better to be loved or feared? A Machiavellian person will not, has a hard time being open and telling the truth. The most likely to lie to you. I think of them as sneaky and cunning. When I do this test, and I've done this test, the dark triad on tens of thousands of people, entrepreneurs, they score horrifically on narcissism. And there's a great, you can just Google it. One of the occupations with the, one of the career choices with the most psychological illnesses is our entrepreneurs and CEOs. So just because someone tells you you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you want to be a business partner with them. Odds are at least 50, it's, it goes 50-50 in my experience. Machiavellianism is more cunning. Psychotic is a lack of empathy. By the way, women are almost never psychotic. All serial killers in the world are men. There, I think there was two in American history and like a thousand men. So women are much more naturally uh, empathetic. These scores are... <laughs> but let me tell you, women, I got good news and bad news for you. <laughs> you are good news on here. Which of these are women a little trickier on? Machiavellian. Women tend to be a little more sneaky than men. Uh, narcissism, it, it's, 
infects both genders equally. So there's, you can just Google, this is a practical tip for you, every single person here, the closest three people, I call it the closest three test, to scale your business, the closest three, and this does not have to be only business partners. This can be wife, husband, business partner, top employee. Take your closest three, and this week, Google, uh, you can actually, by the way, I put it up on my website, it's completely free. Or, or you can Google it on, if you go to tylopez.com slash quiz, you can take a quiz right there free. If you don't want to use mine, I'm not pitching it. There's no business angle yet on it. Eventually I'll monetize it. But you can just Google dark triad test. There's some other free websites. But if you can't remember that, tylopez.com slash quiz. Here is the practical way to get everyone loving taking the test. What did I say most people are the most of the psychological ailments? Narcissism, I put these in order. When you tell people, anybody, anybody, you go, hey, I just took this cool quiz that tells me about myself. What do you get on it? People never say no. People love hearing about themselves. 16personalities.com just got 90 million people have taken the test in the last two years. And their test isn't even as good as this dark triad one. So your closest three, even while I'm talking right now, send off tylopez.quit. Uh, com slash quiz to your wife, your business partner. I'm going to save some of you from hell on earth. <laughs> you think I'm joking. This is no joke. I have been able to uncover, and here's the crazy thing. You're not judging. Some people go, what? Todd, you're judging me. I'm like, you answered the question. One of the questions is, do you like to bully weak people? Some people say yes on that. <laughs> they just tell you that they're assholes. So read people. Read people, send this practical tip this week. I promise you, get the screenshots back. One of the three people in your, that's closest to you is more fucked up than you think. Really. And what did I say the action plan is for people who are more? Just phase slowly. And you phase them in proportion to how bad they are. Let's talk about traffic, marketing. I rarely talk about this, but I will talk about this. Who here can take people from not knowing who you are to buying from you on the same visit to your website? Really good at that. My, I think two hands up. Okay, to get to eight figures, 10 million or above in revenue, you have to be able to have a funnel that's convincing enough. Let me tell you a story. I was just in New York City, if you watch my Snapchat. I went with my buddy to see the Book of Mormon, the Broadway show, and I went with a guy and I never post a picture with him. He's the most secretive guy in America, but I think he's the best marketer in the world, in my experience. Um, he makes about, he, he got businesses online, he doesn't put his face on them, but he makes six million a month net. Okay, that's a lot of money. Very few people make 67, 70 million bucks a year. And one of the things we talk about is this cold traffic, and he laughs because he's like, nobody's up to the challenge of converting, building a funnel that converts cold tra traffic. You know how long he takes to build his cold traffic funnels before he launches them? He'll test them right away, but before they're done, one year. See, the wise general is not just the general who always takes action. 
Some of you have seen me being in little friendly debates with other entrepreneurs that talk about work and grind and hustle. My friend's laughing all the way to the bank. All these entrepreneurs running with their head, like a chicken with their head cut off, work, 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 work. Work is 20% of the formula, by the way. If you wanna know the scientific answer to is hard work needed, it's called industriousness by psychologists. It's 20% of the formula. 25% you could say. In the hexical formula of your personality, there's one called conscientiousness, which breaks down into four. I don't, I, if I had more time, I would show you, but the four are prudence. That's the ability to be street smart and make good decisions. That's 25% of the formula of wealth, prudence, okay? Number two is diligence. That's the hard work industriousness. That's 25%. Number three is perfectionism. My friend's a perfectionist. One year to build a cold traffic funnel, and then it converts. And then he, it lasts for about two years. He works for one year and then can take two years off. And then it will stop working, you gotta revamp the funnel. Uh, and the last one is organization. World War II, we had generals that were more organized. Does anybody know who the general was in World War II? Eisenhower. You know what Eisenhower's background was? Master of behind the scenes organizational planning. So if you wanna to get to eight figures, it's all that has to come into this cold traffic. You have to be able to take your social media following that you're building by using, increasing the Vrind score that I talked about, posting more interesting things. Every, out of every 20 you post, one of them will go viral randomly. You get followers in, you get more people following you. They're up here at the top of the funnel. Now, what makes people who don't know you buy from you? What's the rule of thumb? What would you guess is the amount of time it takes the average woman to sleep with a new guy that she meets in the United States? There's real science on this. Somebody said three dates. Be more, be more of a perfectionist with your answers. I'm testing you. This takes the perfectionist mind. You wouldn't want to do it by dates because some dates are five minutes and some dates are, what is a better unit to be thinking about? Hours. So how many hours? Raise, it, raise your hand if it's less than one hour. The average woman, okay? Not just slutty women, the average woman, okay? All right, who thinks it's five hours or below? Who thinks it's 10 hours or below? 20 hours or below. We can tell where people are in different parts of the, the United States. <laughs> all the guys from LA were like, under one hour. All, all the people from Omaha, Nebraska were like 20, 20, and all the women were raising their hand around 20 hours. I saw that, I see you. Uh, the aver the, hour, the uh, answer is seven hours. So guys, some of you need to go on longer dates. <laughs> And some of you need to go on lots of micro dates. Same effect. They, they found it doesn't matter if it's one long date or seven, you know, one hour dates. Um, and think about it, it's kind of logical. The average date is what, two to three hours? And on average, you guys ever watch The Office? When Michael Scott meets Holly, he's like, it's our third date. You know what that means, sex, that's what he says. But so he was right, you know, three, two or three hour dates, you're at seven hours. 
With cold traffic, I, my guess is it's very similar. That there's some psychological mechanism that we, that we inherited in our DNA that we don't trust people for about seven hours. So practical tip of the day is what? How do you convert people to, this is money down here at the bottom, we need a funnel that's how long? Now, as a trick question, I could tell who's perfectionist. That's not quite the right way to think about it. It could be a funnel with just one seven hour interaction, right? Or it could be a funnel with lots of 15, 10, 20, 30 minute interactions. Now, am I saying that it always takes seven hours? Yes. And I think that's low ball. Some people are gonna argue, oh, I got people buying from me. I'm like, I, whenever people argue with this statistic, I'm like, I can guess how much money in your bank account. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm getting all these sales. I'm like, how much? It's like 50 grand. I'm like, that's not eight figures. Okay, We're, this is an eight figures conversation. Things, you ever heard rappers say there's levels to this? There's levels to this. There always will be a small amount of people that will buy from you um, when your marketing sucks. They just vibe with you right away. But practical tip, write this book down. By next year, all of you should have read all these books I'm mentioning. These are classics. One of them is called Crossing the Chasm. Crossing the Chasm, it's one of the most studied business books. It explains exactly this psychology. It basically says that there's five types of customers. There's, uh, there's uh, pioneers, early adopters. Those are your people who buy when your marketing sucks. But then there's a chasm that businesses fall into and die as they try to get to eight figures because most people are what's called pragmatists. And pragmatists only buy when two of their friends have bought before. But what comes first, the chicken or the egg? How do you get the other two friends to buy if those two friends won't buy if their two friends didn't buy? So that's the chasm of death. iPhone, which is now you know, the core product of the number one company in history, Apple, who here has two friends that buy an iPhone? Everybody, the whole world. So guess how many iPhones have been sold? Two to three billion. See, they cross the chasm. And so what happens is, have everybody here, do you think if you added up the cumulative time that you've seen somebody with an iPhone, seen a billboard, been in an Apple store, heard Steve Jobs, has it, you think maybe it's been seven hours of your life? Yeah. I mean, it's seven hours just looking around. Everybody has iPhones. So the cold traffic funnel for Apple is just insanity. It's just like, bye, 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 bye. You go on these Apple stores, these retail per square foot, they're making more money than almost any business in history. So for each of you, I want you to think about the average person who's in your solar system in business. Are they with you a lot? Sometimes people are like, Ty, what are you posting on your Snapchat? Like. I thought I was following you for business tips, and I'm why? Well, oh, there's Rome, and there's Zach, and there's basketball, and there's dogs, and there's Lamborghinis, and there's girls, and there's. I'm like, but you're following me, right? See, people don't even realize that the next thing you know, they know everything about you. I come up to people, people are like, how's your grandma? I'm like, do I know you? And they're like, no, but I know you. 
because I'm following hours. So one of the takeaways, I'm gonna give you just a couple of practical takeaways. My, I saw my timer just went up. Cole, do I need to run off here right away? Number one. You're good, You're good bro. You guys okay with me going a little longer? Okay. You need longer content. Almost every one of you has too short of, your homepage video, it's too short. There's no limit. Three hour will do better than three minutes. It will. You can argue with me all you want. I can show you numbers. Theoretically, there is a limit, but I don't think you'll ever reach it, okay? The more I post, the more people, the more people go on a seven hour date with me, the more people I can sleep with their bank account, sleep with their wallet. To make 10 figures, I mean eight figures, you guys are gonna have to sleep with a lot of people's bank account. And humans are risk averse. They ain't, women take seven hours because they're risk averse. Some animal species, they meet you know, the other bug or whatever in five minutes, they're like, oh, we're good. Because their life's short. The average woman's gonna live 80, 90 years. She doesn't wanna sleep with everything that moves. Neither do your customers. The average person's gotta figure out how to be on this planet financially for eight, 80 years. They're not gonna spend their money with you if they don't know you that well. So longer content. That's just the simple. Number two, video content. Blogging was great in, you know, 1843. <laughs> Welcome to 2017, okay? I love bloggers, because I vlog, and vlogging beats blogging. And some people, now I'm not saying you don't make money in blogging, you can make money in lots of stuff, but vlogging beats blogging. So vlogging, if you don't know, is video blogging. Traditional blogging is writing articles. Is there a place for writing articles? Yes. Is it better than vlogging? No, hell no. But never argue too much with somebody who disagrees with you when you're trying to help them make money because why are you gonna create a competitor when you don't have to? Warren Buffett says, if it wasn't for the stupidity, he, him and Charlie Munger, business partners, look at each other and they go, if it wasn't for the stupidity of the world, we wouldn't be so rich. If more people vlogged, it'd be harder to make money. So some of you will catch the train and some of you won't. a lot of money you can't easily be phased. Making money for big boys and big girls. We live in a world of very highly sensitive people. Oh my God. If I post a picture, if I post a picture of Lamborghini and me, people are like, oh, so many people today on Twitter, somebody was like, oh, why you had to show off your money? I'm like, and this is, I won't even get into it. I don't want to call people out. Uh, but let me put it this way. First of all, no one gives a shit if rappers talk about their cars and money. People love rap. It's the most popular music in the United States. Those dudes just talking about it, I'm talking about it, how you can actually do it. Don't criticize me unless, and while you fucking have rap caviar on on Spotify. It's the same shit, except I actually show people how to do it. So what is wrong with you? Why are you such a bitch ass person? I swear. Do you get mad at girls who post their butt pictures on Instagram? Is that tacky? They're showing off what they got. I'm not even showing off what I got. I am inspiring people. People say, oh, you only made money by telling other people how to make money. Bullshit, I was making seven figures almost 10 years before I went on social, uh, before now. So what are you talking about? 
What are you talking about? Like, people are bitches. 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 But I just become... Oops, sorry. <sighs> you can just keep going. I, I don't understand it. Like, why, why are you mad at me? What about McDonald's creating diabetes for half the goddamn poor people in the world? Where's your, where's your protest? Are you on McDonald's Instagram? <laughs> but people are like, oh, you say you read a book a day, but you read summaries sometimes, or you speed read. Really, that's what you want to criticize in the world. That's the big problem in the world that I'm encouraging people to read. What the fuck planet are you from, dipshit? <laughs> people have no IQ anymore. Why don't you criticize Coca-Cola, the number one brand in the world? That's 40 grams of sugar for little kids, six-year-olds. What kind of population poisons their own children for profit? Ask a doctor what 40 grams does to a little kid. It makes them ADD and hyper, and then you have to give them pharmaceutical stuff. So guess what, big corporations make money. Where are the protests outside the schools? Huh? Don't come fucking on my Instagram and be like, well, you have pretty girls in bikinis. Yeah, I own a bikini brand. Do you get mad at Victoria's Secret? Are you butt hurt? Are you butt hurt by Are you butt hurt by Victoria's Secret? Then don't be butt hurt that I'm selling bikinis online or I'm selling fitness apparel. What is wrong with all of you who think that way? Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm not even angry. I'm more like there's a word called incredulous where you're like, you ever met somebody and you're like, wait a sec. Are you actually that stupid? Or is this like a game you're playing with me? You're actually really smart, but you're like throwing like, that's how I think sometimes. That's how I think. You can really bitch about that. You don't even know what to protest. How about protest this? This fucking laptops and iPhones that you're watching me on was probably built by child slave labor. Why don't you protest yourself? Be the change you want the world to be. But no, it's easier to go to somebody else and go, oh dude, this guy's doing something wrong. No, I'm not. I'm not. Am I perfect? Am I a saint? No. I don't talk about religion. I don't tell you I know about God. You're more religious than me, then great. I thought Jesus Christ said, judge not lest you be judged. All you religious, half of America is Christian. Literally half of America is Christian and Jesus Christ said, do not judge lest you be judged with the same measure that you judge others. Let me judge you back how you judge me. I do that to people and shred them. If you guys want to come on a live debate and talk shit, let me shred you. You just show me what you're doing for the world and I'll show you what I'm trying to do in an imperfect way. I'm imperfect. I am imperfect. The first two, I never have said, look at me as the moral compass of America. If you're the moral compass, awesome. You be the moral compass. I'll talk about how to build online businesses. We work together as a team. That's how the world works. Team. My dogs are barking. That's what they had to say about that. <laughs> anyway, that's my angry, that's my angry rant of the day. That's my angry rant of the day. You know, you see all the Jimmy Kimmel, all these people do their angry rant. That was my angry rant. So, trust me. For whatever you can shred me, flame me, I can do it back. And I could probably embarrass you as much as you try to embarrass me. But most people don't do it. I just thought it was funny because <laughs> literally I've had Instagram girls who have nothing but ass pictures and selfies be like, why do you post Lambos? I'm like, let me get, why do you post your ass? <laughs> what do you think is better for society? 
posting your ass all over the place, posting your titties, or me talking about business. I don't critique them because I think that girls that post their butt, their, their boobs, how in shape they are, it's an inspiration to people to lose weight. So you don't see me on anybody's thing talking crap. I'm not there talking crap because I got better things to do. Have better things to do with your life. Like, I'll tell you the most amazing thing in the world to me and one of my friends. People take the time to leave negative comments. Let me tell you, there's never been one time in my life I was like, you know the best use of today? Let me find somebody's YouTube. Log into my YouTube. Go and leave a comment. Like, you <laughs> have to be the most poverty mindset in the world to not value your time more than that. Like, you don't value your time? Time is precious. You have at most 50,000 hours of your prime. 50,000 hours. I mean, some of the, a lot of the hate on the, on the internet is like 12-year-old kids in basements. Trust me. There's a lot of 12-year-old boys in basements that are like, you know, not coordinated so they can't be out playing basketball and shit like that. Their mom gave them too much Twinkies, so they got all these fat cells. A fat person has like 100 times more fat cells. So, you know, and I'm not saying that to degrade them. I'm just telling you a fact. Like that, like I'm not degrading people who are overweight. I'm not in perfect shape. But what I'm saying is I also am amazed at the amount of people. If you optimize your own life, one of the philosophers, great philosophers says, let everyone clean their own front porch, sweep their own front porch, and the whole world will be clean. That's what you got to do. Clean your own front porch. While you're talking about people are like, oh, this guy talks too much about making money. Well, how's your financial situation? Are you taking care of your family? Are you giving to the poor on your tax return? On your AGI, do you have a charitable deduction? Are you giving 10% of your money away because you're making enough that you could take care of yourself, others, and society? Because if you're not, how are you contributing? Make enough money that you can give not only to yourself, but also to others. Give away, make your goal in life to make a million dollars and give it away. Give a million dollars away over your lifetime. It's a great thing. I don't talk about how much charity I give. Some of it's public. So, I, you know, some of it's public and the public charity that I give away, I talk about, but I give away private too. I've, <laughs> I saw my tax return. I try to help. I gave away six or $700,000 in the last year just on these live streams and my Instagram. I gave away 12 cars, gave it to a single mom, brand new car. And I'm not holding myself out as a saint. I just try to do what I can do and I got my bad parts and I got my good parts. But for those of you who aren't doing that in your own way, shut the fuck up and go do something with your life. It'll be a better world. The last thing planet Earth needs is more random opinions. I mean, politics is just horrible nowadays. Nobody knows what they're talking about, but everybody's an expert. Show the truth, show the truth. If you're really changing the world, prove it. Post your pictures to how you're changing the world. Post your screenshots. People say, oh, don't show off your charity. We need more people showing off their charity. Post your receipts, because then people will get an idea and they'll give money too.